Welcome to the Small Badge Podcast, Episode 6. This month we got to sit down with the founder of BeerPulse.com, Adam Nason. And Adam and I go kind of back in, in the fact that I reached out to him a couple of years ago when I embarked on my craft brewing journey, wanted to really learn about how he started in the industry. Adam, ironically, has an accounting background himself and did the accounting thing for a while, but uh, quickly moved into journalism and, and websites and, and has really built the newsmaker for the brewing industry. He's done an amazing job. Uh, our interview today goes in a little bit of a different direction. We don't talk so much about brewing beer and industry. We really focused more on entrepreneurship and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. At the end of the day, when someone opens up a craft brewery, that's what they're doing. They're taking a risk and, and entrepreneurship is all about risk. Uh, serving a purpose and, and, and solving a problem while taking a risk. We'll get to that interview in a minute. Before we get started, give, I'll give a little update and then I'll get to my Ask the CPA. Things are going great here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we are in full swing uh, for tax season uh, 2014. Couldn't, couldn't be busier and couldn't be happier uh, as we get you know, get through this uh, busy time of the year for us. But I still plan to stay dedicated to this podcast throughout the busy months and interview some some cool people uh, in the upcoming months. Uh, the question I want to get to today revolves around salary versus profits uh, for the brewery owners. Salary for the owners, salary for employees is always a hot topic. Breweries always want to know how much to pay their brewer, how much to pay their sellermen's. They're keg guys, they're bottling line guys. There, there are some industry benchmarks out there, but at the end of the day, it's more of a market standard. It's what the, uh, the market's willing to bear in your area. I always encourage a brewer to reach out to their fellow you know, neighbors and, and brewers and ask what they're paying. You know, it's, it's not an industry secret. It, actually, everyone can learn from what other people are paying them. I've come up with a cool, a couple of cool incentive ideas on how to incentivize your your head, your head brewer, your head sales guy, your distribution guy. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in different in a different episode. But back to the brewery owner, how to compensate a brewery owner is is tricky, and it really depends on your business structure. Uh, if the brewery is set up as an S corp which means it's usually closely held, a few investors, family mostly, then the owners have to take a, a salary. Uh, that, that's by, by law, by IRS law, you have to take a somewhat of a salary and you can supplement it with some distributions or profit. <clears throat> if the brewery is a partnership, then you're looking at what's called uh, guaranteed payments to the partners. And those are, they, they, cut, they turn out like a contract payment. There's no taxes taken out. Partners in a partnership can't take a traditional salary. It's not it's not kosher to do it that way. If you're an LLC with um, you know taxes and S corp, do a salary. My rule of thumb is 50% uh, salary, 50% uh, distributions, or 60% salary, 60 40% distributions. Uh, and then at the end of the day, it depends on cash flow. Uh, the owner gets fed last. Uh, as as painful as that sounds, that's the truth. We take care of our people, we grow the business, then we reap the fruits of our labor. So um, back to it, LLC, uh, taxes and S-Corp, structure a modest salary uh, with some, some distributions. If you're an LLC, tax as a partnership, then you have to figure out the guaranteed payments. Uh, that takes a little more tax planning. 
So get with your CPA or your accountant on, on how to structure that and how to maintain quarterly payments to keep you out of hot water uh, next April. Because your brewery can take off very quickly. It can take off very quickly and you can end up paying yourself more. And then at the end of the year, you're hit with a fat penalty for not complying with the estimated tax the estimated tax standards. So there's no there's no one good answer. There's a couple different avenues on on how to how to reach it. So that's the only question I'm going to get to today. I'll get to more accounting questions in the future episodes, but I'm stoked to get to the interview. Adam has some really good insight on entrepreneurship and how we can apply it to the uh, brewery industry. Enjoy. Hey, I want to welcome Adam Nason, the founder of BeerPulse.com. Um, welcome, Adam. Hey, Chris. How are we doing? Thanks for thanks for letting us sit down and talk to you today. Um, you, you know, BeerPulse.com was really the first website that I came across that was a total like comprehensive uh, location for. Um, Brewery news and, and consistent brewery news. So often these news sites really pop up overnight or going strong for a month and then trickle off or uh, content isn't relevant. But Beer Pulse really was was uh, always a uh, uh, and remains uh, you know cutting edge and on top of it. So I thought it would be a great interview, to, a great idea to bring you on and interview you this month to kind of hear about your story, your history, and how it applies to beer and how it also applies to to business in general. So um, tell us a little bit about your background. What's your what's your story? Yeah, so I grew up in Maine. Um, went to U- University of New Hampshire for a couple of years. Uh, did an awesome study abroad experience in London. Um, decided to transfer to Bentley University which was then Bentley College, which is a little closer to Boston, a little closer to the action than University of New Hampshire. And there I got into accounting. Didn't really know what I wanted to do exactly, but it seemed practical at the time. So I I studied that, got a great job right out of school. And it was a great job for a lot of people, but probably not for me. So I I lasted there less than a couple of years. And during that time, um, very early on in that, that job, I started uh, beernews.org, which was really just uh, kind of a passion play for me. I was getting into craft beer, getting into these you know, 22-ounce bottles almost every night, just experimenting, uh, trying new flavors, and uh, that's kind of where the passion really began. What, uh, what year was this? What year uh, were you getting into this? This was early 2008. Okay. So, yeah, the site's about... Pretty close to six years now. Six years old, yeah. and um, it, it would be safe to say that uh, you know there, always, there has always been craft beer, uh, but but really two thousand seven eight is when it nine is when it really started ex- it really exploding. So you were really on the front end of, of this and, and kind of saw kind of saw where this was where this was going. Um, tell us a little bit more about how how you got it started and and how it's progressed to the really the, the, the business brewing site of the today. Yeah, and I, th- I think you hit it on the head right there. Um, I definitely came in right at the right time. It was absolutely starting to get back into that double-digit growth range um, right before that. So, uh, yeah, when, when it comes to starting up new projects uh, like that, timing is definitely everything. Um, but, yeah, so these breweries were starting to release new beer after new beer, 
Um, I had found a government source uh, online that allowed me to uh, see what labels were going to be coming out for different beers. So that was kind of something I found early on that a lot of people didn't know about. So I kind of took that idea and ran with it. I would find a label that seemed interesting and write about it. And it wasn't necessarily the largest breweries either. Uh, one of my first blog posts was about a brewery called Uncommon Brewers, which is actually based out in San Francisco, in, in that area. Mm -hmm. And it's not a national name at all, but it just seemed like, I think they're brewing a beer with bacon. So it just seemed like one of those interesting things I'd, I'd like to write about. And of course, at that time, I was, I was really writing at, you know, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. And of course, when you're running a web website, uh, especially back then, we don't really have, we didn't have the blogging tools then that we do now. So, of course, I had to learn some technical things as well. I mean, I had to kind of study PHP, and I think I can read that okay now, but I probably can't code it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like a lot of self-teaching, uh, learning all about marketing and building a brand and all that sort of stuff. And um, the good thing about that strategy early on with writing about brand new beers was that people just organically discovered the website through word of mouth, but also through Google because I would be writing about beers first mm -hmm. before others were. So a lot of times I'd rank pretty well in Google. And I think it also goes back to your point about consistency before, um, even though I had a full-time job, I tried to do a blog post at least every night in the beginning. And then over time, I just fell in love with that process. And I would do two blog posts and then three blog posts. And, uh, you know, six years later, now it's almost 20 new posts a day. Um, it's, a, it's a different site now than it was back then. I was doing a lot of more original work. But now it's become more of a, I guess it's become more of a hub as opposed to a place for original content. Mm -hmm. um, there, are, there are a lot of exam examples out there like tech meme in the tech world. Um, they also run a site called Media Gazer, which is an inter interesting site for people that are into news and journalism. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of curating of other content that's out there. There are a lot of... Uh, Local news people that are that are doing a lot of great reporting now, so I like to point to them. And of course, breweries are so much more proactive on social media today, and reaching out to folks like myself to to share the news. So I also do a lot of uh, press release uh, publishing as well. Awesome. What? Um, tell me your 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 monthly viewer, or I, I don't even know the right question to ask. Um, can you share that information with us? Like. How many viewers do you get a month or a week or give us some numbers? Yeah, sure. Um, so right now it it's at about 200,000 uh, unique visitors per month. That fluctuates. I mean, sometimes it'll dip below in the summer months when it's not, when, you know, when people are out and about on the weekends and even during the week and taking vacations. Um, I, I, I definitely find with my site, and I think it's probably the case with some other sites that People go on these websites while they're at work, which is kind of interesting. You wouldn't necessarily 
realize that, but that is the case even with beer websites. Fortunately, I'm not getting blocked by you know all the beer, all the uh, employers out there. Um, but yeah, no, two hundred thousand unique visitors a month um, right now, and yeah, like I said, it fluctuates. I did an article right around the New Year's holiday on a brewery that got a cease and desist letter from Starbucks. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're probably familiar with that story. Great story, so, yeah. So they, apparently they made a beer called Frappuccino, or they made a beer that didn't really have a name, and someone entered in the name Frappuccino because it t- kind of tasted like that mm-hmm. on a site called Untapped. And uh, Starbucks, you know, they have their Google Alerts set up or whatever, so they so they noticed this pop up on the web. They found the brewery's information. They sent them a cease and desist letter, and the brewery, of course, wrote this really snarky response, published both letters. Uh, they sent them a $6 check, which was apparently what they had made profit-wise on the beer at that point, and I was the first one to publish that, and that, that tip actually came to me from uh, a local news guy for the St. Louis Hops website, mm-hmm. and so that was really cool that he, he just gave me that tip. And he and he didn't even publish it himself, even though it was a brewery in his area. But I've helped him out on some things in the past, so that was just kind of like a you know part of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I was the first to write about that, and eventually that story went viral, and NPR picked it up, and USA Today picked it up, and a lot of them didn't link back to me. But when people heard about it through social media or word of mouth in real life or what wherever, uh, they typed in Starbucks cease and desist into Google or something like that, and they landed on my site. And that day, I think I got 125,000 hits or like 80,000 people came to the website on that day, which was definitely a record for me. Nice. So, so yeah, it, it's that just goes to show how small the site really is. 200,000 people a month seems like a lot, but... If any, if any big story like that, that has a national interest, um, breaks out, <laughs> yeah, it can, it can definitely go pretty, pretty crazy on the numbers. Cool. But I love your story, man. Your your story is, um, you know, it's it's truly like an entrepreneurial story. Uh, getting in there and grinding, you know, a, a new idea out at night in the beginning, and developing it and developing and building a brand. I really think that uh, brewers that are starting off and breweries that are opening can learn something from from your story. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your entrepreneurial drive and um, what you're getting into these days, and kind of just share a little bit more on that because it's um, it's it's truly a, you know a story. You took a risk. You you built this thing to where you could quit your day job, and now you're running it full time along with some other cool projects. Uh, and that's really important. Um, I work with some brewers that are doing this as a side project. Their brewery is a side project. I work with others that are that are diving in. Um, but I, I think they're really, you really have to have that entrepreneurial um, drive in you, or someone within the organization does, for this to be a success. So go ahead and tell us what you're getting into these days and, and how it's all working out. Yeah, so I I think it kind of comes down to 
energy and I feel like entrepreneurs, maybe more so than than others, are are willing to explore where they're most energetic, even when it's perhaps not safe. Uh, and what I mean, what I mean by that, I guess I can give an example. So when I was with the accounting firm outside of college, um, it was a high pressure job. I mean, you're you're working in a, I guess it's the private sector, but you're doing a job for the public good as a as an auditor and you're also studying for a CPA exam and you know so you, so you really should be working all day and night and studying you know whatever two hours left that you have in the day and that it my energy just wasn't really in that job so I was spending time on beer pulse at night so I, I got about halfway through the CPA exam which is a, of course, a, it's a certification thing that you need to do to become, a, like a, I guess if you want to practice on your own, you need it. Mm-hmm. I could be mistaken. It's been a while, but, um, yeah. So, so I was working on beer pulse in those nights, and there were nights where I would be trying to figure out how to do something technical on the website, not even really the beer blogging part, but just learning something in PHP, which is a programming language. And I'd be up till 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'd have to wake up at 6 a.m. for my real job. And, of course, you know, that that was not a smart idea. That was one of those cases where my energy really should have been put towards my salary job and studying for the CPA exam, but yet it was on this, you know, this stupid little beer blog. And that that... There were many nights like that where I would get two or three hours of sleep, and there were many nights where later where I'd be working with developers overseas to try to make uh, beernews.org or beerpulse.com into this giant thing, and I'd be up till five in the morning or five thirty in the morning, and I'd I'd wake up at nine a.m. because I still needed to do the blogging piece, even though. Um, I was interested in making a, a better technical site, so I was, we were doing stuff on the technical side into the wee hours of the morning. So yeah, sometimes you're you're sacrificing something in your life to just find where that energy is and to just keep exploring that. So for a while, I, I, I would say my energy has been put towards original content, uh, sort of being a journalist, and, and doing that stuff for for a while, and and now it, it's I'd say that's kind of changed a little bit, um, and maybe out of necessity, but these days I'm I'm much more interested in the business side of, I, I guess running a small business or being an entrepreneur, so I'm spending a lot more time in sales now, and I'm I'm doing uh, so now I I've brought in some other. I guess you'd say ad inventory um, that's beer related so that when I sell ads for my own site, I can now bring in much more ad inventory to sort of combine with that. So effectively, I'm selling for another site as well. So um, so just exploring business relationships like that are really interesting now. And I'm also doing some consulting slash um, purchasing for a retail store 
and that takes up some of my time now. So that's really cool because I can, you know, I'm not just a blogger now. Like I'm actually working in, in the supply chain, so I can actually really get some interesting insights into what's really happening out in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I so now it's kind of just exploring some different things, and I might get that bug back to to start writing more again. Um, but you know, there's only so many hours in a day and when you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to survive. So you you sort of have to spend your energy towards things that generate revenue and, um, you know, hopefully I can hire somebody this year and they'll help me out and maybe it'll grow into a company. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I've studied so many successful entrepreneurs and and so many different industries, and it's just the natural progression to evolve out of what we originally started doing. Uh, I mean, if five years into a project that's successful, you're you're doing the same thing you did as day one. It's it's really not sustainable because um, the the person who's the brainchild really needs to continue to build uh, and find other verticals and find other ways to generate revenue through. Um, through the f- foundation, which is which is what you're doing, I think. I think it's a great great story, man. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to wrap this up in a minute, but before we before we go, tell us about your um, your Royals tickets, your Kansas City Royal ticket holder for a year. What was that all about? Oh yeah, yeah. So you're asking for a fun fact, and I mean, I mean, it's 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 fun. Just it's funny because I I can go to a you know a cocktail party or whatever, some party at somebody's house and, you know, people ask what you do and I tell them I found it a beer website. So everybody gets a kick out of that. So I think that's a fun fact in itself. But, um, yeah, as far as non-beer related, uh, yeah, so I, so my friend used to work for the Kansas City Royals and uh, told us that they had this really uh, good package for seats sort of in the upper deck or I guess the nosebleeds um, for that park, and so we bought some tickets. And I, I guess the, the idea—I never lived in Kansas City. I was just I, about to ask, <laughs> where were you living? Yeah, so I, I've, I've actually never stepped foot in that Kansas City park. I—I I think it's Coffin Stadium. So I, I think I at least know the name of it. But um, yeah, for for a year, I—it was just sort of a, a side thing. It was just like a fun business learning thing, but. Um, I, I did resell tickets on StubHub for for those games, and it, I don't know. It was, I guess, it was kind of fun in, in the way that, uh, I mean, you know, with the idea of making profit. So I, I guess it was fun in the way that, like, gambling on college basketball games, like during March Madness, are like, you know, if you're just gambling ten bucks on a game or something like that. Um, I, I certainly really didn't make much money off of it, but I guess the idea was they play a few teams that year where the tickets are much more in demand. So hypothetically, you make your money back on those tickets, and right. then everything else is gravy if people actually attend the games the rest of the year. And then they had the All-Star game two years later, so I was thinking at the time, like, wow, maybe this will be good, I can hold on to the tickets for a couple of years and then fly out there and go to the, go to an all-star game. And of course they raised the tickets like the next year. Or so 
I just did it. I just did it for one year, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Gotcha. People, people get a kick out of that. That is funny. Hey, are you going to be attending any conferences coming up, so where people, uh, listeners, can meet you in the flesh? I know they read your stuff every day, but um, do you have any on your calendar for 2014? Uh, that's a great question. I don't have anything planned right now. I'm sure I'll probably go to at least the Great American Beer Festival because I haven't been to that one. It would be nice to go to the Craft Brewers Conference, but realistically, I, I just know, yeah, it was, it's what, two and a half months away now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I don't know. It, it's coming up so fast. Um, I, I would love to go. It th- That's the really hard thing about being a solo entrepreneur is that I sort of have nobody to hold down the fort. And while great while great information does come out of the conference and it's a great networking thing, realistically, I I write for you know thousands of people and they don't care that much <laughs> that I'm you know having fun and networking at the Crappers conference. They still want their news. So, and I did it two years ago, and it was it was definitely a challenge um, to try to to do both the site and the conference. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing more ad sales and I'm doing this other thing um, for the retailer. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Cool. Well, just keep me posted and, and I'll update the listeners or, um, um, and we'll, we'll take it from there. But Hey Adam, I really want to appreciate you. I really want to, I want to thank you for, um, hold on, let me redo that. My brother will edit this. Adam, I really want to thank you for sitting down with us and uh, giving us some some of your insight on your journey through craft brewing, journalism, entrepreneurship. I think brewers, startup brewers out there will uh, take a lot from this interview. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope they do. And I do want to say one thing. I'm not starting a brewery. Okay. I will, I will say that matter-of-factly. Are there rumors out there that you're going to start one? Uh, I mean, I feel like there's rumors that everyone's going to start one at this point. Right. I mean, I mean, I think that even you're going to start one, Chris. Well, I can say matter-of-factly that I'm not going to start one either. However, um, I, I love the industry, and I think it's it's great things are happening and will continue to happen. Yeah, and I will add just one last thing. You know, people that are listening to this that are into beer and entrepreneurship, I definitely think there are more opportunities out there right now to support breweries with a new business than to start sort of another brewery. Um, And I think, and that's not to say I think that there's a bubble or that that can't be successful either, but um, definitely don't hesitate to look at those other opportunities out there uh, for helping brewery businesses. I agree with you 100%, man. I agree. I see... I actually get contacted about four times a week from verticals to the accounting industry asking how how I do what I do and how do you get involved and how to market. So uh, I can't agree with you more. There's tremendous opportunity to help breweries grow and succeed in all all aspects of their, their operations. Definitely. Sweet. Thanks again, Adam, and we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me on. See you.